2: Elon must secure financing for its $46.5 billion takeover bid of Twitter, and Twitter's borders reconsidered and accepted his offer. Patreon creates a new pull-up incubator for creators of color and offers resources, training, and funding for marginalized small business owners. The recently launched CNN Plus streaming service calls it quits barely three weeks after its debut. And the EU has passed the Digital Services Act, which will force big tech companies to take greater responsibility for the content that appears on their platforms and can fine them up to 6% of annual turnover for noncompliance. We've got all this and more in episode 32 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood.
1: And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph.
2: And down in
3: Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. So what's been going on in the news today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything interesting happen? Right. I don't know. Okay. I don't it's been know. a snow news
2: day as far as tech is concerned. So what was it? Two, three weeks ago, we said, OK, we're done talking about Elon and Twitter. <sighs> Bro, just wouldn't let us. It's like we, we can't. We're a tech show. We can't we can't ignore that this dude just spent 46.5 billion dollars on one of the biggest social media platforms on the planet
3: well so we can um which goes to the bigger question that we'll get into a little bit later you we can ignore it but do we want to do we really want to yeah
1: well and that's and that's the other thing like you know that's why he does this because he knows the world won't ignore it and he's a troll. He's a ginormous man, baby, that needs attention and has too much time and money on his hands. And so here we are.
2: So since we're talking about it, let's just I'm, I'm just going to do a, a little bit of an edit here. That's not going to be this, where it is. We're going to talk about that first because we already want it. So
1: <laughs> call an audible.
2: Call an audible. So, uh, yeah, we're we, we just, we just going to go right into it. So uh, if you have not heard yet, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. Uh the board uh, I guess earlier this morning has approved his uh you know his offer. And when when I first got up when I first started seeing the news this morning it was like okay the board is seriously thinking about it because he got approved for all the financing that he needs to go you know to go buy this company. So I said, so so basically he just pulled the Brink's trucks out in front of Twitter's uh, corporate offices and the boards looked down and like, "Oh, you was for real for real." It's like, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the amount money of money talks. that you know, um it, it is it undervalued. Yeah, but they didn't have anybody else that was out there looking to do it. Um if if that were the case, they probably would have went with whoever the highest bidder was. So there, so there, there's a was lot of it undervalued though?
1: Twitter's Twitter stock price you know I think it was an all-time high of around 78 at one point but they were struggling and 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 you know from everything I was listening to on CNBC today like their next earnings call was probably going to get them down in the 30s um per share so they were they were struggling i I feel like they were happy to get this. And and took clearly the money they and were with
2: it. clear, clearly they were because you, you have to you also have to think about this is that when it became public knowledge that he was actually going and buying a grip work, because remember, this all started from him buying a nine percent stake in Twitter. Yep. that shot the price up even from you know from where it was so when they're saying oh well the premium that he's paying is not even much more than what the stock price is it's like well yeah we're not going to base it off of what the stock price is today let's look at what the you know what the you know the year moving average was right and yeah it was in the 70s less than a year ago it was there for a hot minute and then it has dropped precipitously you know since that time so i didn't mean to cut you off terrence you were about to say something
3: well um i was going to say i guess to the point that him getting the money to buy Twitter. I feel like that part in and of itself, you know, a lot of people are putting it as Elon Musk is spending his own money to buy Twitter. When in reality, (laughs) he just got a, he just got, he just found some financing, which is no different than me and you buying a house. Yeah, sure. I own the house, but (laughs) technically the, Bank owns the house because if I default, oh, yeah. I can't make the payments, something happens, whatever the case may be, the more the, 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 the bank is like, Yeah, we're gonna need that from you. So, you know, of course I'm oversimplifying it, but Elon Musk is not using his own money. He had to go find companies, banks, whomever these investment groups are who actually are going to put up the money on his on the strength of who he is. He
1: he um, is Put, he is putting in some of his own money. Yeah, no, oh, some, some of his own, said, own money, yeah. hey, but no,
3: just nobody.
2: Yeah.
1: No, he yeah, straight like up
2: used OPP. To yeah, seven or eight billion. I believe Morgan Stanley
1: <laughs> is is doing the bulk of the financing, right? Um, which which also speaks to the privilege of of being able to, to get somebody to put that much money up for a company that you know I don't know that really Twitter is is not like profitable, that. but right. but they not very profitable. Which I goes, don't know, it's crazy.
3: But which kind of goes to my ultimate thing that I was leading to was, you know, can you really, um we can, we can, we can be mad at Elon Musk for the why he's doing it, but the how it's like, that's. That's how our society runs. Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, so it's like the system the way it was intended.
3: Right. So if we, you know, are really upset about this, and I'm not saying you're not, I'm not illegitimizing anybody's reason as to why they feel some kind of way about Elon Musk buying Twitter. But if like, if you really, really for real, for real uh, upset about it, we systematically speaking, there's a lot of change that's going to have to take place. So when the next time this rolls around and some, Dude or female or whomever decides they want to do something this radical. The system is like, Hey, that's not how we roll. You know, right now, the system is however you do it. If you want to do it, we're fine with it. Right. You know, and until we as a people, as a society, and say, No, we don't like the system. We don't like who's running it. We don't like how things are running it.
1: I we feel need to do like, something though, I, I see what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. I feel like though, um, had this been put to an actual shareholder vote, that would have happened, but okay. that did not happen. The board voted to do this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and okay. so had, but had each individual shareholder True. gotten a say in whether or not this happened, I don't think we would see this happening today. Um, right. I well, don't know. I don't know enough about corporate structure to to so, explain, you know, to be able to explain it. For, but I know that individual shareholders did not get a say in whether right. so, or not this
2: happened. Well, well, here's the thing. Individual shareholders in a way they do, because the board holds so much of the stock that they actually have enough to vote. You know, it, it, we're, we're going to do this because they have enough shares to actually say that we're going to do this. Right. If they didn't have enough shares to do that. If you remember, they did the uh, um uh the poison pill. Was that last right. week? It, it, last it seems week. like this has been forever, but it was just last week they did the poison pill. So it was like, right. you know, if, if anybody buys 15%, then any of the board members can go out and they can buy as much as they want, uh, you know, at discounted rates. Um, so I hear people saying a, a lot of things about this isn't fair. It's like, no, it's not fair. This is what the system is to me. The poison pill like is actually that. less fair. Um, when you say, okay, we're going to try to keep this because here is, I was explaining this to somebody earlier today. Um, here's what Elon Musk does. So I want to, I want to take away the fact that. As a person, I'm not that big of an Elon Musk fan because I don't like how things are happening at his Tesla factories. That's, that's one of the biggest Absolutely. reasons why I'm not a, uh, you know, um, you know, an Elon fan or really even a Tesla fan. I think they're awesome cars, but it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily like how they're being made, how the people that look like me are being treated at the places they're being made. That's another thing. If we take all that away, Elon Musk bought something that was for sale. That's all he did. He bought something and it was for sale. And like the argument that I got from the person I was talking to, well, you mean he bought something that was for sale? It's like, well, you know what? They're a publicly traded company. There is nothing that prevents the three of us to the the best
1: price, the highest bidder.
2: The three of us could have done theoretically. <laughs> um, theoretically
1: got together exactly what Elon Musk <laughs> we, did. We, we, we could all put five on it and bought Twitter. <laughs> yeah.
2: If, if, if we could have got, you know, 30, 40 Brinks trucks with uh, pallets of hundred dollar bills on it to drive up in front of, you know, um, of Twitter and say, Hey, here's $50 billion. Can we have the company, please? They might have said yes to us too so uh so so from that standpoint and i i'm not stumping for elon or anything like that i'm just talking about the system he purchased something that was for sale now when you move past that to well how do people feel about it because here's this you know this thing that twitter is uh you know you know i think that we can all agree that when it comes to just news uh, worthy type stuff. Twitter probably, it has a lot of issues just like other social media platforms have issues. But it is the one that really you have a lot of journalists on. You have a lot of people who are trying to get a message out um, that they're able you know, to get out. So people feel some kind of way because they thought, OK, well, yeah, Twitter was the one that we liked. Well, it just depends on your point of view. It's like, you know, there's there's a whole lot of folks out there who have just as much say about Twitter. It's like, no, I don't like how Twitter was doing the things that they do. It's like my favorite person um, was banned for life on this platform. I don't like Twitter. So, um, that, that door it revolves they, and it swings they, they both ways. Right. I'm
3: sorry.
1: But, but I think I said, things-
3: they, I was just copying comment that. on your thing. <laughs> you said, I don't like how Twitter runs things. They tweeted They tweeted it. <laughs> yeah. the,
1: the thing is, though, I don't, the thing that I don't necessarily know is getting enough discussion. Um, everybody's hopping on this, this free speech bandwagon that is just a ridiculous argument. Um, I think, and, and, The, the, the potential, and it's, I don't even think it's potential at this point, it's going to happen. The misinformation that we are going to see proliferate on that platform now, that this free speech absolutist, as, as Elon Musk calls himself, is going to allow to happen, um, is, is dangerous. Based on how big the platform is, how many people are on there, how many people don't do the critical thinking required to vet information and, and, va- and verify information. Like, you know, he's talking about, oh, democracy dies without free speech. Democracy dies when one person controls the flow of information. That's when democracy mm-hmm. dies. And that's what we have right now. That's exactly right. what happened right now. We got one dude that that is basically going to be saying yes or no to what we see on this platform. And and, the fact that people aren't, you know, like screaming at the top of their lungs about this is just, is just baffling to me.
3: Well, I guess that do you, are we assuming that Twitter is going to be ran dramatically different than how it's run now in the sense that there will be no boards, there will be no, oversight committee there'll be there, no, it's
1: a privately held company they're right
3: they're, I, it's private in the yeah. sense that there's no shares being traded but as structurally organizationally how twitter is run what do you is, think is, he's is gonna a,
1: put people in there that disagree with him
3: well no well, um, well but he may be as a owner a person that has say but at the levels to where uh misinformation is you know dealt with in my opinion I don't think misinformation was all that dealt with, all that well on Twitter now. Now, outside of some major people it like Donald Trump, but and it yada can yada get yada. a lot.
1: But it can get a lot worse, right? You know what I mean. And 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 the way it seems like it's it's happening is that you know. Donald Trump was removed from the platform because he was accused of inciting January 6th. What happens when Donald Trump does not get removed from the The next Donald Trump, I'll say, does not get removed from the platform and continues to incite that same type of violence and, and different things like that? You know, you know how many people had to die because they was drinking bleach, trying to get rid of covid, you know, taking that as gospel. And and there was nobody and there. There may not be anybody there to, you know, say, hey, wait a minute. This is misinformation. Oh, but, but it's free speech. People can say what they want to say. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing. Like we, we should really be a lot more worried about this than I think we are right now. Right.
3: Um, and I just think that, I think, I think that, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob, but I, I think we as a people, I think that's our job, regardless of who owns Twitter <laughs> and who is on. I mean, I think we should, I don't think we should be looking at Twitter. Or whomever's running Twitter, whether it be this board, whether it be Elon Musk or whomever, you know, we should be challenging that information. Uh, again, you know, sure, we want to make sure we have people in place or whatever, whatever, whatever. But again, going back to my comment before, it's like Twitter is a free service and the community is what makes the service the service. And I think we as a society should. Theoretically, I, I know it's in not impossible world, parents, in practice, in I know, oh,
1: this but is I, again, that just goes <laughs>
3: back to, you know, we, I don't, not fair. No, I don't want to say it's not fair, but I think we should hold equal as much, um, not responsibility, but ownership in what Twitter is and not say, Hey, you, one guy do whatever, you know what I'm saying? In a perfect so world. here,
2: here, here's the other part of this. Um, I just, as I said, I, I have to put this in two buckets. There's the bucket that I don't really like Elon, but if this was someone who I liked, would I feel differently about it? I would. And the the way I feel I would, about this is that it was a publicly, it was a company that was for sale. Someone got the money together to say, "Hey, I'm give you forty six and a half billion dollars. Can I have a company?" And they said, yeah, we cool with that. That, that's literally, you know, what, it, what is happening. So if we as the public have put so much into this thing that we don't own, um, because I would venture to say that even though it was a publicly traded company, overwhelmingly, most people didn't have any ownership stake in Twitter. Um, and when you go in, because if they did, Twitter might actually be run a little bit better. Twitter has not been run effectively. You, ever. When you think about the reach that it has ever. It's never really been Ever. that thing. It's like the dude that started it. It was kind of cool when he started it and he went off and did other stuff and it got so bad. It's like, okay, I really don't want to have to go back, but I'm going to because this thing that I, you know, I'm talking about Jack Dorsey, let me run back over here real quick and see if I can't just get it, you know, to, you know, to where it's going to be stable. And then he, now he, he's done exited for the second time. So there's a lot of things that have to be fixed at Twitter. Um, and if you would have asked me six months ago, what can Twitter do to actually become a better company? Go private. Probably the first thing would have come off of my mind, just because I've, you know, you know, I follow this stuff. I've seen a lot of other people uh, say the same thing. It's a big ship; they can only make so many. Just drastic changes as a publicly traded company, because, you know, one of the things that Twitter has to worry about, as does, uh, you know, Facebook, and they do worry about this, they lobby to keep this from happening. They don't want to get regulated by the government. So but now that it is a, you know, it is a private company. You know, th- those things get a little bit more lax. They'll, they'll have a little bit more agility to, uh, to get things right. We'll um, you
1: know, cause we want to we'll talk see. about the new, uh, data services act over in, over in the EU that, that may have an effect on all of this, uh, going forward. We'll get to that a little bit later. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to
2: that in a second. That's a nice tease, but, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just, just wrapping this point up. It's like, so here's what I don't believe that Elon Musk is. I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he is a, you know, a, you know, a person that doesn't have a clue as to how this might work. Um, and I do know this: billionaires tend to like their billions of dollars. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose on this. Now, once again, he is using OPP, so it's like if, if he loses, it's like, hey, that ain't my money. That's their money. <laughs> money. I mean, no and money and he's already said
1: he's not interested in making money though. He he understands Um, that this might not work and and he might not make any money, but he, he's such a free speech champion that, that he wants to see this happen. I mean, he's gone on record as to say this, this wasn't a, a, a revenue generating, that wasn't his primary mover, um, in, in making this decision was, was because he felt like he could turn this company around and make billions of dollars and whatever. Um, you know, I, I just I just believe he's he's being like hell of disingenuous about his, the, the free speech soapbox. Oh, he's yeah. Standing on. That, that
2: part um, I will agree with. He's yeah, doing this yeah, just, because he's a free speech warrior. No,
1: um, this is I, why I, I feel like this got put in place back in 2018 mm-hmm. when that SEC stuff went down and somebody told him no. And he was like, I'll show you. And he oh. has, and he's playing chess, not checkers, and has bided his time. And, and, and this is the, this is the way he get, he's getting his get back on the SEC and Twitter, uh, for, that's for what I agree silencing him, you know, four years, four or five years ago. Honestly, um, that's what I believe. I believe he's that petty. I believe he holds that much of a grudge. And, you know, when you're talking about, but would he spend $46 billion? Well, to him, that's not even, that's an noise. Number one, half of it ain't even his money. And, 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 and billions are like hundreds to us, to him. Right. So yeah. it's not like, you know, he's really spending a lot of money in his mind. So I just, I just, I, I this whole thing stinks. It just does. <laughs> to me. That,
2: that's the part the that just stinks. That <laughs> it gets at a lot of folks' crawl. You know, a good friend of mine, you know, he, he actually said, I just, you know, the free speech stuff and you know this person said if he would have just said why am I buying Twitter because I can and I feel like
1: I it. can right
2: if he would have said that it's like people would still be up in arms with it but at least that's they the, the, the honest more. answer why I did he buy Twitter <laughs> because he could Because he he could and he wanted to. The thing is, he's not the only person. I can think off the top of my head of people who could do what Elon did. Granted, he is the richest person in the world, but there are other folks who could have come up with that same financing um, that he came up with that could have done this. They just, you know, they, you know, that's not, not what I want to do. Um, when, when you first heard two weeks ago that this is what he was, you know, he was launching this, uh, campaign to go get Twitter, there could have been other companies that come, you know, coming and said, or other, other, you know, benefactors that will come in and say, okay, you no, know, we, you no, know, we're going to buy it. We think that Twitter can go here. And instead of 46, we're going to offer 54. They could have done something different. They didn't. The market, you know, basically you are what the market says you're worth. Um, I
1: will say though, there's still a chance, you know, I don't think I'm holding out any, any hope for it, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a back out clause from what I understand mm-hmm. and a, and a breakup fee or, or whatever. Um, there, there's a, there's a time limit, there's a time frame in which somebody else can come in and make a better offer. Um, and then and there's like a breakup fee that he would get if his deal fell through. So, you know, Bezos, uh, Gates, Somebody like, Dang save us, story. help us, Obi-Wan. You're our only hope. Like, save <laughs> <us>. <laughs> seriously, come on, man. This is crazy.
2: So guys, this, this next, uh, story, is this a story or is this just something? It, it is a story. It, it, this is news for everybody. I know we have listeners who are probably going to go sign up to this, just like we signed up to it. Uh, but Patreon has announced an incubator for creators it look like us um you know cre- you know creators of color uh stephanie i think you stuck this in the rundown right
1: i did um, and it was it was it was it was kind of as much for just the three of us to go sign up <laughs> as it was to just let people know that there was another opportunity out there so the initiative is called pull up and you know Patreon sort of our um, mission with this is to connect and amplify creators of color and catalyze their creative independence. And this will be happening through capital, through, um, uh, consult, consultancy type things, sort of mentorship type things and, and partnerships as well. Um, Issa Ray, Amanda Seals, there's some other well-known influencers that have sort of jumped on this bandwagon. Um, so yeah, you know, listen, any, any opportunity, For, for people that look like me to, to, to build their business and, and get put on, you know what I mean? I feel like it's our responsibility as, as a, as a media platform that caters to people of color, um, to get this information out there. It's funny. I I was wondering, um, I was trying to get on Patreon earlier today and the, the website kept going. It was down. I was getting 404 errors all, you know, for a little while. I was like, did everybody hear this today? And they all got, but, um, yeah, I figure.
2: So I got in. Um, they also have a uh, – so j- just for all creators, they have a huge uh, Discord community uh, mm-hmm. for patron creators. And for this uh, pull-up initiative, they have actually created inside of their overall – a uh, Discord server. They've created a private channel specifically for people who are members of Pull Up.
1: See, now you let me go back
2: on Discord again. <laughs> oh, you, you might have to because I went out there and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, they either keep it very, very clean, it clean in the sense that there's just, you don't see a lot of content or they've got some kind of, you know, like I don't want to get into all the bots that you have on a Discord, but once I got in and I actually asked for permission, I'm sitting there. Once I asked a question, then it's like you know, basically it wasn't even a question. I was like, "Hey, what up? You know, what up Discord? How is everybody doing today?" And then I got like answer, 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 answer. So it's active of this of this specific pull up of this Discord. specific channel, not just yeah. the Discord server. This specific channel. So it's like okay. So um,
1: <laughs> why you I, sound I, like that, Terrence? You sound I'm like, just like interested to see,
2: you know, if they're going to have training. If they're going, to, we use Patreon. To support listen, the tech they, giant. We talk about this darn near every week. If they're going to help us do better on that platform,
1: I ain't turning I'm down no money. To... That's all I do. Exactly. <sighs> Why are you sighing, man? <laughs> Don't I'm be not like looking at
2: gift the I, I ain't read
3: worried this. about them
2: teeth uh, right now. Uh, uh
3: uh, the way I read this mm-hmm. and the way my mind translate this is <laughs> Patreon is leveraging. These individuals, all these people you mentioned, Issa mm-hmm. Ray, Amanda Seals, Jade Nova, all these other people. And we're going to use the not use. We're going to leverage is a better word for use. <laughs> we're going to leverage these people and their communities to get more eyeballs on Patreon And get these people to create these more communities, which ultimately will be good because people who look up to some of these influencers, celebrities, entertainers who are championing this platform will then be encouraged to start their own Patreons, maybe start on their own product, whether it be a podcast, whether it be whatever the case may be. And then that will kind of kickstart their own thing. I don't see where patreon is like really no
1: they are capital was a part of the was a part of the thing that they were capital
3: they were. you could say capital all day long wait a minute but there
1: were, hold on there was there was a number hold on let yeah, me have let numbers me look at the, let me look at the let me look at the the actual so story.
3: while you look it up i'll just say you know we've all we were we we're past the wake of george floyd Where all these companies put up black squares, where all these companies said they're going to put all this money and we're going to start up diversity, equity, inclusion and yada, 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 yada. But really did these companies actually say, I'm going to hire more black folks. I'm going to reach out to more diverse networks. We are going to put more black folks on the board or in the C suite or executives and really make the change, or are we going to take advantage of this new opportunity to get more attention? And again, me being a skeptic, me being a cynic, the way I read this says, again, Patreon, we're going to get these these names, we're going to get all these new people in here, they're going to open up Patreon accounts, and we're going to take a little piece of their money. All on the guys, quote unquote, of saying, we're going to shell out all these money for this incubator, yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's just me being a skeptic, but it's just like, I want to see companies like really. Put
1: their money where their their mouth is.
3: Really make change, not put up a PR release thing and say, we're going to make change, make the change. And whether you be public about it, that's your business, you know, but make the change and then put up the PR and say, over the past five years, we've given influencers, yada, 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 $10 million, $20 million, whatever the number is. And these are the results. As a result, Jade Nova or Tim, I, I like this guy. His, he, his name used to be Timothy DeLeghetto. I think he kind of changed his name because that sounds weird. Um As a result, I've been able to start from here to here, all thanks to the Patreon creators to pull up whatever the, case may be it just sounds like they're front-loading this with all of this jazzy words but we still it we're, we're at a time i feel like we're at a time and a place to where i need to see the results and then i hear
1: you and i can't find anything good, um right? i can't find anything uh about the the money that might have been thinking of something else there was a there was another platform that did something similar that that actually made like a and then maybe a $15 million so, investment or something like that. So I can't find an actual number. I mean, and maybe we get in well, and maybe well, we, look, 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 no, we're already in. So, uh, yeah, and we're there, we, but
2: look, go ahead. So l- l- let me just give you, uh, this perspective. Um, I hear, and I don't really disagree with anything that you said. Here's how I'm looking at it. Um, we use before they announced this initiative, we use Patreon. We're actually relatively happy with how Patreon is, uh, you know, performing for us. So if nothing more than say, hey, uh, if they say, hey, Rob, Terrence, Stephanie, why don't you all come sit in this webinar? We're going to show you how you can be more effective with what you're doing with Patreon. If it is simply just that um, and they're doing it well, because if we make this if we make this podcast more successful, Right, we're going to be able to charge more fees, and we're going to be more successful,
1: and we'll get I'm more okay patrons and we'll make more money. And it's just like exactly, you know, not that I'm so. standing for Patreon, but you know, and and I and I hate to sound like you know, I will we'll take whatever they want to give us, kind of thing. But if there is something being offered, there is no real reason not to take advantage of it. That's the thing. It's not about taking scraps and just taking whatever they give us, and you know, and 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 yes, it may just be, you know, PR for them. But you know, to your point, Rob, if we can take it and make something out of whatever resources they have, what's where's the harm in that? You know what and, I'm saying? And
2: so, so here's the other thing. I, I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to guess and and wonder what could be happening. As I said at the beginning of this story. Uh, Patreon already has a huge Discord server where just creators in general are on that platform. Could it be that they're looking at that platform and saying, huh, we have a lot of faces that look an awful lot alike. What we could really, what we could really do, how can we, you know, how can we grow our numbers? How can we actually do better for uh, Patreon as a company? If we can get, you know, we know that there are diverse creators out there. They're not using our platform at the levels that uh, their white counterparts are. Uh, you know, so maybe if we do an initiative to try to say, Hey, come take a look at us. Here's some of the things that we can do for you and your brand and your platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, like I said, I I don't want to look and, you know, and go nine levels deep on, okay, well, we were really just trying to get these people to do this. I'm looking at it from and, this standpoint. And, and
1: honestly, they it, may be pulling a, a Fox, you yeah. know, how Fox had the black lineup with In Living Color and, and one-on-one at first and then, you know, switched it up. Like, but in the meantime, you know, if there's something we can take advantage of to right. do to do us and to, and to secure our own bag, why wouldn't we? <laughs> You're yeah, absolutely I mean, right.
3: Uh, I just think from, from, from again, from Patreon and some of these other ones, do it and then say, oh, look at all the things we did. Not,
1: oh, you, we're going to do all this again, stuff. That ain't how we're in America. Yeah. Oh no, they're going to get their shine off of there's, there's no question and about and that. So, praise for work they haven't done and, and the spin and the media. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just how they do. That's just how they do. We're not getting away from that.
0: <laughs> no, not, not, Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: I it all. So I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all.
1: I got a question. What,
2: what in the heck happened to CNN plus?
1: Yo. <laughs> grand okay. Opening so grand closing.
2: <laughs> CNN plus they launched on March 29th. They announced last week. Nah, we good. We just gonna go ahead and shut down. They made it literally barely three weeks before they announced they're shutting down. So this service literally has run from the 29th of March to the 30th of this month. They they shut down later this week, right? They spent over a hundred million dollars on getting CNET Plus up and rolling. They had, I mean, some high end, uh, you know, talent uh working over there. They mm-hmm. made it a month. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago after two after they were running for two weeks, reports came out that they actually had fewer than 10,000 viewers a day. They didn't say 10,000 viewing hours. They It's, it's very specific what they said. 10,000 viewers. That means there's probably 10,000 individual IP addresses that actually hit their server in one day because if they would have went with hours, it probably would have been something far, far south of that. Yeah. But how do you spend? A hundred million dollars. They were they were expected over, I believe, four maybe it was six years. They were going to spend a billion dollars on on it's this like stuff.
1: Quibi.
2: And <laughs> they, think, it's like they said, you know, you thought that Quibi, uh, you know, was a flash of the past. My beer, I put that Quibi. on Twitter like last week. I love
1: week. for Quibi. Quibi was a good. There was good content on Quibi, man. I, I, I just like oh, it was I said, great I think content put, on there. The pandemic killed Quibi. I would argue like, I would literally literally that the pandemic killed Quibi
2: um were people really ready to pay that but i would i would argue that there's good content on cnn plus as well we know that there's good content on there because you're on there so we know that there's at least some good content on there i think what they missed was they think people were paying six dollars a a month for
1: like quibi was designed for mobile everything was shot vertical um so I i feel like it was designed for your commute Cause I would have paid, I was, I was paying for Quibi, clearly. And, 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 you know, my $8 was going for, but I would have especially paid for Quibi if I had a morning commute on public transportation and I could watch that going and coming from work. Um, I think that was their, their business model. Mm -hmm. And when nobody had to go to work, then they just, yeah, ain't nobody going to sit at home and watch no stuff like that on their phone. But a couple things I thought about this particular, um, situation with CNN plus, you know, this happened because the discovery folks, didn't want CNN plus the Warner brother folks that had put mm-hmm. this together wanted uh-huh. CNN plus, but now uh, CNN is under discovery Warner brother. The, the new company is called discovery mm-hmm. Warner brothers That's and right. all of the discovery execs were like, this ain't working. We don't want this. We never wanted this. So they just came in and start clean the house and, and slashing prices. Um, I, I don't know if this was necessarily because of other Competing content on Discovery's platforms. Um, I know now this is is one of the streaming um, things that's on Discovery's pl- Discovery Plus platform, which is also sort of news esque. Um, and you know they may have some other content that they thought might compete. Also, I don't know that this would have been as successful as it could have been because you weren't able to watch the live programming so you can't mm-hmm. see anderson cooper you know up front or you know anything don lemon and and all the things that you would want to be on cnn on a on a streaming service to see because of the cable the conflicts with the cable companies mm-hmm. you couldn't see any of cnn's actual live daily programming on cnn plus it was just all their extra stuff so i think that would have turned a bunch of people off i didn't even realize that i like i said full disclosure i only signed up to watch myself. <laughs> um, so I didn't even realize <laughs> you couldn't see any of the daily stuff on there. But if I was looking for a news platform, I would expect that I'd be able to, you know, maybe catch what I missed on, on regular CNN, you know, on this platform or, or watch it there instead of on CNN. So and the fact that you couldn't news. do that at all uh, is, was like a, a huge miss for them, but they, they didn't, they, you know, they couldn't control that, but that was a huge thing.
3: Well, I'll buy, I'll buy the other internal complications over the fact that, um, they had abysmal numbers. But what I will say is for a news outlet like CNN, maybe people just like CNN the way it is, Mm -hmm. you know, a news organization and, you know, for bad or for worse, you know, uh, they see some of the other, uh, outlets like Fox, like some of the other ones kind of, stretching out. And I think people still kind of see, even though it kind of leans left a lot of the times, people kind of see CNN as a, this is just the news. This is just the news. This is just the news. And then CNN plus has all this extra stuff.
2: And maybe people are like, oh, I just like the news. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Um. I, I can't imagine that they didn't have a steering committee and on the steering committee, you think about there's a bunch of, you know, high level managers and even executives that are in the steering committee. It's got to be somebody's job to be the pessimist, to say, here are all the reasons why this won't work.
1: That person, I can't got, imagine for the life of me
2: <laughs> that someone wasn't yelling, ain't nobody trying to pay for CNN more than when they already pay for it. I just I just can't comprehend. It's like because here's the thing, you know, Stephanie and I, we were talking about this when um, we were in the green room before we started the show. I thought when you said CNN plus is what your stuff was going to be showing up on that you were just talking about the CNN application. I thought that was the name of the CNN application that I had probably downloaded years ago. I right. Don't watch.
1: And don't um, watch. And it's like, yeah, it, I, it, I don't, don't watch. It. But
2: I remember, uh, well, how do I actually get access to this content? I had to download the application. Um, and then I had to, you know, enter in the credentials for my, at the time, my cable subscriber, mm-hmm. uh, or for, or, you know, my, my cable company. And I entered that stuff in and then that allows me to watch. And I think now, like, you know, I use Hulu for watching television. So I think I would enter in my Hulu credentials and that would allow me to watch it. I didn't realize that there was, you know. I think when I saw, I was like, y'all want three dollars a month? Oh, wait a minute, it's gonna go up to, it's
1: going up to six dollars a month, right?"
2: It's like, "Oh, there's, there's no way." It's like, "Well, so let me call my girl and get the hookup fatigued. on how I can watch her stuff."
1: It's streaming but, fatigue too. It's too many out there. Too many. We, we just, we, we've jumped a shark on streaming at this point, and it's just too many options, too many choices, and 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 people don't have money like that. To be paying these little 599s add up when it's 20 of them, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You might as well just have cable. So people are like, I ain't, man, listen, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm -hmm. So,
2: Terrence, you know, both of y'all actually mentioned is that part of the reason that this is happening is because, well, while they were working on CNN Plus, Discovery came in, swooped up Warner Mm -hmm. Media. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, and so this was actually something that was happening before they came. So now what you have is Discovery saying, wait, 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 wait a minute. We don't want you to have your own individual thing. We want to do bundles. We want you to be able to get a little bit of HBO, a little bit of CNN, a little bit of Discovery, and his other things. So when the numbers came out that they were abysmal, the new dude is in charge. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the easy, re- you know, easy way for us to go ahead and just you know nix this right here in the bud before it gets going. So I think that there's a lot of that. The other mm-hmm. part of it too, though, they have to be really. Really careful with what they're doing because, uh, you know, Stephanie, you said it, it's like streaming fatigue. Um, I am sitting here. I had this conversation when, you know, I, you know, I talked about this on one of my other shows, uh, SMR podcast last Friday and. Uh, You know, I look at it like this. It's like, you know, there are some things. OK, well, if there's a bundle like I get you know, I get Hulu, I get Disney. Well, you know what? I would have gotten Disney if I didn't have Hulu. I would have gotten Hulu if I didn't have Disney. So that bundle makes sense. But when you start bundling stuff that I really don't care about this, you're starting to turn back into a cable company. The mm-hmm. reason that I cut the cord. In the first place wasn't because I can do all these really cool things and I can stream and watch on TV. It's like, you know, my TVs, there's a, there's a, a coaxial next to every TV in my house. Um, I cable was fine as far as I was concerned. Where it wasn't fine was I didn't want to pay all the money for all the content that I never watched. It's like, why am I paying for Cinemax? I have not watched Cinemax in years. Why am I paying for this? I haven't watched this in years. So cutting the court for me kind of made sense, but now it's like, well, I have h b o but I also have this discovery stuff, mm-hmm. and I also have this c n n stuff and it's like, okay well, what is just the h b o by itself now back
1: on the cord
2: I don't want all that other stuff, and one of the things that I will say is that at least with uh like paramount um and uh and uh, what's the other one um the n b c one peacock they're relatively easy to cancel so up until recently, because there now are three shows that I watch that are that is on um Paramount Plus, there's three shows all out right now that I'm watching. I'll go ahead and give them their money every month. But up until literally six weeks ago, I would sign up at the end of a season of whatever I wanted to watch, binge watch it, and then cancel within the same month. So I'm giving you five dollars once, one time a year, as compared to giving you sixty over the course of the year. I don't I'm not saying that everyone's gonna do that, but I'm cheap. I will do that. I have no problem until they stop uh, and then start streaming stuff a week at a time,
3: which is what makes which is
1: what Peacock did with Bel Air.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah. So,
1: so
2: what I do is I wait till the end of the season. So it used to be hard to do this, um, because we would go to work and we would actually stand by the water cooler and we would talk about the episodes of the things that came on. For me, like the last shows that I remember, I couldn't wait to get to work the next day to talk about it was fringe and 24. Literally my, my people at work, we was going to have a 15 minute conversation about what Jack did the night before. That really has changed now with streaming. Folks are pretty cool with not just spilling the beans because they don't know if you watched it or not. Um, you know, I, 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 I I've actually done that on accident, you know, at times and, and been called out for it, but usually people are pretty cool with that. So for me, it's like, I don't want to just pay for your streaming service for a year and watch one thing. I need to have multiple things on there for me to get it. Or, you know, what I wish they would do is just let me just buy Halo. Um, let me just buy, uh, Bel Air. Let me just buy Star Trek. Let me just yeah, buy Picard. that would make
1: more sense. That, you know, um, let me just that do definitely, that. You know, there's 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 so. really between all these platforms, there's probably one or two shows per platform that I actually will watch or want to watch, care to watch. Um, it, it it's just you know, it, capitalism.
3: That, Hello, mm,
1: capitalism.
3: Back right where yeah. we were. Discovery's
1: but, yeah. about to be a beast though because that HBO Max. Uh, thing is pending, and they're about to make Discovery Plus and HBO Max a single platform. So, and see, that doesn't
2: I, make a whole lot of sense.
1: It doesn't make, make any sense to me. But it doesn't I mean, make any sense. And it.
2: it's not. It's not like. It's not like you know what? We're going to join these two things together and charge you less. I said, no company yeah. ever in the history of yeah. companies. Um. So, th- like I said, that gets into where do I really, really want to watch this? Do I really need to keep this? Um. But like I said, uh, CNN Plus, y'all didn't make it three I mean, weeks
1: R-I-P, that's all we can say It's so man awful. three
2: weeks and like i said definitely R-I-P. if you gave the tech job a hundred million dollars i guarantee you we could get you more ten thousand views in a single day there's no question in my mind that that i think so mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. it was just well super, why don't y'all uh,
3: sign up why don't y'all to sign up for patreon and get in there pull up <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then
1: tell me how that goes. <laughs> I'm saying We go, we go, we go bring CNN plus back through Patreon. All
2: right, y'all. So let, let's get to this main story that we want to talk about today. So I'm just going to read the, the headline here. Europe announces digital services act. Um, and I think Stephanie, you asked the question, why can't the U.S. figure this stuff out? So, hey. uh, you know, I'll so you put this in the rundown, I'll let you go ahead and, and tell the story.
1: So basically, um, what is happening? I mean, the EU has been really, um, they they have tried to be I'll put it that way because I, I have thoughts on that too but they have at least attempted to be forward thinking on protecting their citizens as it relates to the internet in general but social media platforms specifically um, last year or a couple years ago uh, the GDPR came out the General Data Protection Regulation came out that um, sort of tried to put a clamp on how much data they could collect from individuals on on the internet and uh, social media companies could collect from individuals and you know impose penalties and, and things like that for that um, and now uh, well actually about a month ago the digital markets act came out in the EU which started trying to put some 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 uh bumpers and some ground some barriers around um competi- unfair competition uh, amongst those platforms it was kind of sounded very net neutrality um leaning to me with the digital Market act but it was it was basically designed to protect small businesses uh on the web and and make sure that these these larger companies weren't having this unfair advantage and now they've just released the digital services act which uh it got passed by the EU the European Union on Saturday this is supposed to force tech companies to take greater responsibility for their content to remove illegal content uh and goods more quickly some algorithm transparency and stricter action on the Spread of misinformation um, so we'll see you know like I said at least they're doing something is is how I feel about this because we ain't doing nothing right now we can't even get Section 230 mm-hmm. uh, repealed um, to try to hold these companies in, in, in any way uh, responsible or liable for, for the content on their platforms, you know, just, we, we ain't got nothing. We, we just out here blind, flying blind. You know, our internet is just a wild, wild west of, of, you know, everybody doing whatever they feel is right in their, in their minds at the time. Um, and you know, at least the European Union is, is attempting to do something to try to rein these companies in because it really is out of control at this point. What they can do, what they're capable of, and, and, and the fact that they can do it without, you know, in with, with impunity, basically, um, is, is just really kind of ridiculous at this point.
3: Well, like your boy Mitt Romney said, uh, corporations are people too. And I that's guess. typically, I'm oh, not typically, uh, that's how, uh, companies are allowed to do business specifically in the United States is because this whole ideal of free market, uh, this whole idea of de- uh, democracy and how we define democracy today. It's if you have enough influence, i.e. if you have enough capital, you can influence things to your benefit. And corporations have jumped on that. And that's how we get things to where they are today between you know, your boy Ajit Pai back in the day, how mm. he let mm. these telecom Bro. companies run rampant and how the whole yeah, how the whole net neutrality thing, people were arguing up and down about that. Something as simple as that, you know, right. it's like the our you government was like...
1: Common sense.
3: Right. Our uh-huh. government was like,
1: let's hear both sides,
3: right. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's how we are today. So it's almost like, again, going back to my original thing about Twitter, it's like, you know, we... Are looking for somebody to blame for all of this stuff. And it's like, I think we, again, in a perfect world, um, I think we have to regain, we have to realize our, our control, our power, our influence a little bit more and use that more actively and proactively. Uh, that's the only way I see the things changing in the United States again. That's good wishing. You know, we we the whole idea of our democracy is we elect people who are going to speak on our behalf. But then the corporations swoop back in and say, let me tell you what we really want you to do. And that all gets kind of muddy. Three words,
2: campaign, finance, reform.
1: And who's going to do that?
2: No, because both sides don't want that really. You know, know, both sides really don't want that done. Um. Cause it's all, all the stuff Stephanie mentioned,
3: the EU, that they, at the government level, they're, bop, 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 this is what's gonna do, you know, and I don't see our government doing that. At all. It. And, and I just so, want to
1: run through, uh, like they have a, a list of obligations that the companies have to adhere to there, um, that just makes so much sense. And it's like, these are just common sense type things. So, uh, over there, the companies won't be able to do targeted advertising based on an individual's religion, sexual orientation, or ethnicity. Minors cannot be subject to targeted advertising either, uh, dark patterns, which are confusing or deceptive user interfaces designed to steer users into making certain Certain choices will be prohibited. So the idea that Cambridge Analytica uh, could happen again, this would this would probably cover that. You think you're taking a fun personality test, meanwhile you give an information to somebody who's manipulating mm. the whole ass 2016 that was election. The worst. Um, and then large online platforms like Facebook will have to make the working of their recommender algorithms uh, more transparent to users. Um, hosting services and online platforms will have to clearly explain why they have removed illegal content and give users ability to appeal the largest online platforms will have to provide key data to researchers to provide more insight into how online risks evolve. Online marketplaces must keep basic information about uh, sellers on their platform to track down individuals selling illegal goods or services and large platforms will also have to introduce new strategies for dealing with mis- misinformation during crises. So, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they tried to be pretty explicit um, about what their expectations are. The only hope we have, I think at this point, is that we will get the residual effects of this. Right, um, similar and to the GDPR thing. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah. once once we, you know, once they make them do something over there, they only want to do it once. Um so we sort of get some of that residual effect.
3: Right. And all those things you mentioned, Stephanie, you know what that in my head as a company that said, "Oh, uh more investment, more overhead." More costs,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I
3: don't want those costs and less, and, and profits. less
1: revenue <laughs> and less, less, revenue, less profits.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, you know, you, you asked the question, why can't we get down with this? Because companies are saying, well, if we do this, it's gonna, I'm just gonna say, it's gonna cost us a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but it only costs us fifty dollars to get a lobbyist to keep it from happening. Fifty dollars yep. is less than a hundred, yep, therefore. This is why we do it. Um yeah. And it's, it, it really is that simple. It is, it comes down to dollars and cents. And when you think about it from a company's perspective, they kind of have to, they, you know, the the company, like I said, I'm not trying to say a company is a person, you know, that I I know our laws kind of say it is, but that's going to be a company is a company. They have shareholders Mm -hmm. and shareholders want you to maximize their investment. You need to make as much money from me as you possibly can. So from a shareholder standpoint, and like I said, I'm not getting into activist shareholders. I'm not getting into companies that are saying that, they are, you know, we, we, you know, we're a green co- I'm just talking about generally companies like to make as much money as they, and, yeah, legally, and the they legally and sometimes can. Event.
1: Yeah. The black it's, and just, white it's,
2: it's just a numbers game for them. So if I can spend a million dollars on lobbying to get this law to go the way that I want it to go as compared to allowing the law, which is better for my customers and better for the people, but it's going to cost me money in the end. It's going to cost me more than a million to cost me in lobbying, you know, expenses. Then we're going to go with the lobbying expenses. It's just it is just poor math. It's like how do I make yes, more it's money? Just, it's this is how business. I make it.
1: Business. This is business. So not personal. um,
2: you know, so the so what's thing- happening? Go ahead. I was gonna say so so what's happening in you know in the EU, um, and you know, you both said this, GDPR. They did this thing over there, and literally when you when you when you looked at that, I, I remember working on people's websites that had to, you know, fix some things. It was not an insignificant thing that you had to do to get all this fixed. These companies said, Ah, yeah, we're not gonna do that again. So let's just go ahead. And you had two things happening the news of what was happening in the UK. Um, and, and I should say the EU, um, was getting over here to us. Okay. Well, I don't want to be tracked like that. I want this to work this way. I want these things to happen for me. And then you also have, well, we've already done the work. Why, why literally have to have two code bases? Let's exactly. just fix this for everyone. Um, and we're going to kind of roll with that. And then we'll go ahead and maybe get to the point to where we actually put that into, uh, you know, law here.
1: But see what happens into to to Terrence's point. <laughs> like, where am I pointing? Um, about citizen apathy, because that's basically what you're saying, Terrence. When you say, mm-hmm. you know, we got to do a better job of, you know, awareness and stuff like that. To, you know, it, it's just a matter of citizen apathy at this point. You know, the the residual effect we got from that GDPR stuff. Was that now every website we go to, the 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 pop-up happens that says, Do you want cookies? cookies. You you know, or or if you don't, here are your preferences. How many of us can actually say we set we went and set the preferences Mm. that we said accept all cookies and we still we kept shopping on Nordstrom.com. You -hmm. know what I mean? And and so it, it, it does kind of, so, you know, the, and, and, and a couple of the, one of the other articles I was, I was looking at for this made mention of the fact that, you know, yeah, GDPR was, was groundbreaking legislation and it's great that, you know, legislators are paying attention to this, but hasn't really had any teeth all because right. if all you're doing is putting a pop-up, you know, on the website and, you know, and, and everybody's just ignoring it anyway, um, or
3: if I want to do something about it, I got to jump through all these hoops. I exactly. got to go to the website. Yeah. I got to create an email. I got go to request this. And
1: a, I got to look at every data point they collect right. and say, yes, mm-hmm. I want you can you can use that. But you can't use that. But you can't use that. You know what I mean? They make it intentionally difficult. Um, and and so then does it even does it even matter? And mm-hmm. is it even right. effective anyway? So, right. you and, know, is that we back down the rabbit hole in the matrix again anyway?
2: This this is where government can be good for the people. If you really think about what government is supposed to do.
1: It's supposed uh, to do. It's
2: supposed to do. These are the kind of things. You've got all of these ULAs that are so difficult to understand. Okay, I just want to get to the I just want to play Candy Crush. Please can I just can you just give me one button I can click on so I can get past all of that? Well, you know what? The government's job is to well, you know what? All of that stuff that most people aren't reading, we're going to look out for them and say Hey company, you need to pull this out or you need to do this different. That's what the EU is much better at than we are. Mm-hmm. Now there's the other side of that. There are some EU stuff. It's like, okay, that's ridiculous. You know, for real, for real, this is what you're doing, but usually mm-hmm. it is not anti, you know, citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, usually e- even when it's ridiculous stuff, it is in the best interest of mm-hmm. the citizens. You know, within the EU, yeah. we don't always get that. Now South we, Park, um, I, right I, or I, left. I we don't always get we that
1: rarely over. get that here. Right. Yeah. I South Park. Say we rarely.
2: South Park has a
3: really good episode on end user license agreements and what happens or what when you click agree on end user license agreement, mm-hmm. what the company can actually do. As a result of that, you have to look it that up. It's, sure. it's, it's, it's gross and it's weird, but it's a, <laughs> it's a, if you read, that, if you watch that, you might, it, that might just scare you into saying, eh, let me read this a little bit closer. Let me read it. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: crazy. And the, the one thing I, I did star, um, about this whole thing, um, and that I, that I truly appreciate about how the EU approaches this, um, you know, whether it's, ultimately effective or not, or, or whatever they, you know, their, their, their major point in this was the greater, the size of the company, the greater responsibility that company sure. has. So That's they will be finding sense. on a scale that doesn't happen. Cause there was just something here. And I, and I, 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 I was trying to Google it and remember it. There was just something passed here um, recently where, or, or if it was for a company bigger than this, it didn't even apply to those companies. Um So it's just like, we don't, again, we don't do that here. And, and, yeah. and the idea that you want to make sure that, you know, the larger companies pay their fair share or, or, or shoulder more of the responsibility or, right. or, or find more um, really is just, you know, it, it again, speaks to the differences between, you know, us, us and them, I guess.
2: I don't know if we even talked about this on the show, but uh, a few weeks ago, there was proposed legislation coming out of the EU. And this might be what you're talking about, where they want to make the messaging platforms interoperate with each other. So WhatsApp and iMessage and Google, be, yep. they have to talk to each other. And you're right. It only affects if you're yes, over would, a certain yep. number of users. Yep. I think that might That's be what, I'm you know, about, what you're yep. thinking of. And it's like, yeah, hey, we, we really don't have that over here because you're saying, well, how are you going to treat this company different than me? It's like, well, because you are a big trillion dollar right. entity. They're close to it and this is this is you know three folks working out of you know you know someone's basement or out of her garage uh it is different problems for you because of how big you are compared to what we're gonna make them go through absolutely that's just common sense
1: absolutely um, but we ain't got that say? over here
2: since always ain't always common
1: we ain't got that
2: so y'all I'm, sure. I'm excited I'm excited for this uh, next part of the show because you know what we have not had because we have had two great guests in a week, or, you know, um, in a row on for the last two weeks. We haven't had the opportunity to do a, a spotlight. spotlight, but it's just us three this week. So we, we are back to the spotlight. And I think I even hit Stephanie this morning. Saying, hey, did you come up with one? Because I got one. There I got go. I was actually excited to go write this it. out. So um, uh, this week, we're going to talk about John Henry J.T. Thompson, um, you know, J.T. for short. Uh, in this week's spotlight, we feature John Henry J.T. Thompson, inventor of the lingo programming language and former chief scientist at Macromedia. J.T. Thompson was born and spent part of his childhood in Jamaica before moving to the United States via the United Kingdom with his parents. He attended the New York Student Art League and the Boston Museum School before earning a degree in computer science and visual studies from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. After after graduating in 1983, JT spent a brief time teaching as a technical instructor for what is now the MIT Media Lab. He then moved on to become project lead at Lucas Films, working on the Edit Droid Project, an early nonlinear editing system. JT's interest in both art and technology led him to Macromedia, now Adobe, where he became chief scientist, the highest engineering position at the company. Before his departure in 2001, Thompson worked on such projects as the VideoWorks Accelerator, VideoWorks 2, Media Maker, Action, and Mac- media director it was at this time that JT created the Lingo scripting language for use of director and feature flash-based products while working at um macrom- excuse me while working at um in Macromedia JT was also a professor at New York University's Graduate Interactive Telecommunications Program or ITP. Today he splits his time between teaching as a professor at NYU and as a partner at EP Visual Design based out of Pennsylvania. I think they're Ooh. right there uh, in Philly or Chester. Was it we, Chesterfield? Might
1: get, we might have to get JT on the show. Yeah, he, he's right around. I'm about yeah, he, to read around.
2: So I, I, I pulled this out and like the, the, the lead is in the middle of this. This dude was all about Macromedia director and Flash. So any any old heads that are listening to this show, you know that from the 90s through really through the I would say the mid 20 teens. Flash was what you had to install a flash plugin. In so you could mm-hmm. see any kind of video, play any kind of game. I know the HTML5 has kind of replaced that, uh, in the last few years. I, I believe they just ended life on flash like in 2020 so, or 2021. Yep. So it's not, it hasn't really been that long ago, but yeah, this dude created lingo, which is for anybody who was working in direct or anybody who was doing any type of flash work. That is the language you use to actually create all those games and all those videos. And like so this one was just one that was like, I didn't know this bruh was a bruh. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. It's like, we, we, we run into this every week. And like I said, this one is a personal one for me because I was a big time flash developer back in the day. Uh, you know, I actually, you know, I actually did it, uh, as a, like a side hustle business, um, you know, working on websites and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I love, you know, um, you know, this, uh, you know, this programming language and just made doing, uh, you know, very visual stuff very easy. And I never knew. There was a guy that looked like us with a See? bit of a Jamaican accent that was the one that came up with it. So, uh John Henry, JT Thompson is our spotlight for this week. JT.
1: Shout out to JT.
2: So, y'all, um we normally, at the end of the show, uh, give a shout out to our patrons. We did not have any new patrons, uh, this coming week. We did, uh, like I said, hit, uh, you know, a hundred, uh, a little while back and we're still sitting around that, you know, a hundred patrons. Um, but I am starting to notice, you know, I'm seeing more people who are in, you know, in our Discord community. I'm seeing more people who are asking questions on, uh, Patreons and in emails back and forth. Uh, we're actually looking at some of our patrons who are sending us pictures of where, uh, they are, you know, getting, sitting down, getting ready to watch or listen to the show and they've got their equipment they got their t-shirts and they have their mugs and they have their uh you know they have their mice pads and stuff like that so yeah i gotta give a shout out to uh you know josh grisdale uh who uh he coordinated he actually had a mug and a mouse pad so you know i I sent him the uh you know the uh who was that from Uh boomerang john with a spoon you got the you got the mushroom belt mushroom on the inside
1: Okay, you and, gotta, uh, gotta go a little further.
2: Got to coordinate. <laughs> so you can't you can you can't just you can't just watch the tech job and not have the mug and the mouse pad. You gotta have them both got the coordinate on that.
1: My mug so. and sweatshirt are on the way as we speak in transit. And you know, they've been shipped. So, you know, hopefully next week, maybe the week after, you will see me in my gear holding my mug, uh, and, and, and just with all my swag ready right to go.
2: So, so any listener, if you want to get any the Tech John swag, just head over to thetechjohn.com forward slash shop to take you right over, and then we got a gaggle of stuff. Uh I was struggling trying to figure it out. Stephanie, can you get this working? Probably twenty minutes after I asked her, we had probably fifteen to thirty products listed on the website that you can go and purchase. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, head over to thetechjohn.com forward slash shop, and you can uh you, you can you know get swag to your heart's content. Get some stuff. So, y'all, it was, it was, like I said, you know, I love having our guest on the show. But I like when just the three of us just get to talk tech and hang out and, you know, and just and just go over where we, we, we talk for uh hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes on all the tech stuff. So, it was a blast this week. All the but, tech. But until we meet again in a week's time,
0: peace. Hurts.